this week on Today in Space. I've never seen anything like it. And I was just like, space. It occurred to me, like, even at that young age, like, it's like you're, you live next to the ocean, but yeah. you never look at it. So, you know, you look up and you're like, my God. What's really fascinating to me is that the cultures in like the Southern Hemisphere, mm. a lot of them had um, dark constellations because the oh, the oh. the Milky Way is so prominent in some of that, like just south of the equator area. And I'm probably misquoting some of this, but the mm. some of the nebulosity is so damn dark that it blocks out the stars. And welcome to another episode of Today in Space. As always, I'm your space science podcast host from the East Coast, Alex Giarfanos. We're back for another interview. We got another guest on the show for People of Space. And this week, it's Matt Schricker. You probably know him from Instagram or TikTok for his account, Bostronomy. When I was getting into astronomy here with our new telescope, our Vespera, which we talk about in this episode. Uh, so if you're looking to learn more about that, this is a great episode. But Matt has a great style online. You know, for us, it's 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 not just about the technical prowess of something like astronomy, which there is a lot of technicality that you can dive into. But this is just a great conversation between two guys from Boston uh, connecting over some common interests. It is a very Boston podcast for this holiday season. So we're excited to share this conversation. This is part one. We honestly, it was the first time we sat down and chatted. We had been DMing back and forth a little bit. Um, but this is just a fun episode between some new friends. You know, this last year was about breaking out after the pandemic, experiencing things again, and, I only expect that to grow more in 2024. So without further ado, this is our part one with Matt Schricker of Bastronomy. And like I said, it's part one. So we'll have some a nice hang for you guys to jump into if you're having a tough time during the holidays. Things are, you know, stressful. Look, I mean, we're, we're only releasing this episode, you know, I'm recording this on December 12th. So, you know, we're behind. It, there's just a lot going on, and I'm not just going to shove some content out there. Um, I, I wanted to bring something uh, special to you guys. So this two-parter, the other, the second part will be out the week of Christmas, and it's a great hang. It's a great thing just to throw on if you're on a long drive for the holidays, a flight, whatever it is, or if you just need to escape a little bit, we got you. So Please enjoy this conversation, and don't forget to check out our sponsors to help support this podcast, like Magic Mind. As always, check out our 3D printing lab, EG3D, where we put out our ideas. We bring them into reality with 3D printers. We offer that to you as customers. That's it, folks. Thanks for joining us, and we appreciate all your support. As always, please enjoy our conversation with Matt Schricker of Bastronomy. Welcome, everybody, to Today in Space. I am, as always, your Space Science Podcast host from the East Coast, and this episode is a heavy East Coast episode, and we're going to be talking about space and astronomy and getting to know our, our guest here, Matt from Bastronomy. Matt, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me, buddy. Yeah, man, and thanks for reaching out. It's, it's cool. We've got a, we've got a connection, uh, IRL, which is pretty sweet um and totally. absolutely shout out to connor um That's and uh yeah dude it <laughs> my connor man dude he's the best good bro good bro um so to start this episode since it is we are we are doing a, a boston episode here so yeah um let's let's talk about what we're cracking here for this episode okay so well, what do you got so i got so i have a, a gluten allergy that i found out about uh like in my 20s um, sweet so and i was still drinking tons of beer so um <laughs> and then i stopped and i was like oh my god i'm not swollen go anymore go um, figure yeah go figure uh so i'm drinking uh cider which is is a, is a good alternative to that. so i got uh big hill cider works um this is their uh standard so love it yeah good stuff it's good nice stuff man 
What about you? Absolutely. I am drinking Blue Comet uh, from oh, my buddies awesome. over at uh, Widowmaker Brewing in uh, in Braintree. I am I am surrounded by some of the best small breweries in the world. I would say between these guys and Untold, I mean, Untold is outstanding, and I, I pretty much only drink this and Untold, and I am like in the middle of all of it. So, <laughs> That's amazing. So it's a man. wonderful place. It's a we are in the renaissance of craft beer. So I yeah, feel bad. they're everywhere. I'm sorry that you're. I'm sorry that you're. <laughs> uh, you find yourself in that situation, dude. Hey, you know it is. It is what it is. The good thing is you can science the shit out of it. And there's and like you're saying, there's so many people doing so many different things. Like yeah. Um, and then you learn shit. Like um, like I found out that you know whiskey technically, um, even though it's you know you might be using a grain, you can still have that, and it's not um. It's not something to worry about for a gluten allergy. That's so, fascinating. I wonder, yeah. Why is that? I wonder. Um, I think it's from just all the dist distillation. Something about okay. whatever it is that you're allergic to doesn't get through. I think that's yeah. that's what it is. Or it's so low in the amount mm -hmm. that it, it doesn't it doesn't do something. So I have a buddy with a hyper gluten intolerance, and he can drink mm -hmm. Miller Lite no problem. Man, all day long. <laughs> hey, as know. long as you got one, I mean, that's all that matters, right? That's right. Yeah. Speaking of which. Nice. Oh, look at that. You got a oh wow, that's a you have the whole rig there. I got the whole rig. I love it. <laughs> I couldn't find something smaller, so it is. No, it is who needs it that's listen, it's a it's a multi-tool. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So let's get a little a little pour action. Yeah. It's Friday night too when we're doing this. So Yeah. Friday night before Starship's uh potential second test flight, yes. which is absolutely crazy um i can't wait to see that thing really go oh man you know even even with it you know not having all the engine it it still went like sideways it still went vertical yep it didn't separate but it man, does that not look like it should fly no at all i'm no i'm no engineer by any stretch well, um, but and, that thing does yeah. not look like it should reach 10 feet off the ground never mind space yeah, you need, you need a lot of thrust, and like part of the reason why nobody builds rockets like that is because it's such a like you just need so it's it's heavy. You know, stainless steel is heavy. It's a great sure. material. You could work on it on the moon. You know, you could find the materials to patch up your rocket. But mm -hmm. yeah, they 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 need to figure it out. So it'll be interesting for tomorrow. And now for a quick break, don't forget to check out our sponsors to help support this podcast, like Magic Mind, who we have introduced this into our daily schedule. You know, for us, Magic Mind is helping with stress reduction. It's helping with less jitters from drinking so much caffeine throughout the day. I drink a lot of coffee, and this has helped me reduce that to the point where if the coffee is just not going to be right that day, I would rather go for this because I'm just going to have energy longer throughout the day. But don't just take my word for it. It's not just magic, even though the name implies it. You can go to magicmind.com slash science and learn about what they're putting in there. It's, like I said, it's become a part of my daily regimen. So, and as someone who definitely deals with <laughs> anxiety, uh, it's become a crucial part of that daily routine. So magicmind.com slash today in space, use code word today in space 20, get 20% off and use the you know, scheduling monthly. I'm doing the 30. So one a day, every month you get a discount there. Then you tack on the 20% stack it. And on your first order, you can get over 50% off of the largest, uh, subscription so magicmind.com slash today in space and now let's get back to the show but let's talk about you man let's talk about okay. um let's tell the folks who you are what you're doing right now with bostronomy and then let's like dive into how, what got you there what was your stem origin story here for this sure uh, so my name is matt tricker um i am I run an Instagram and TikTok page called uh, Bostronomy, like Boston Astronomy. It just sort of, I had another one. It was terrible. I won't even repeat it. And then um, it just sort of, it was like, oh, that's maybe Bostronomy will work. So, you know, it's a household name now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm probably the only person that has this, but they are available. Um, but hey, my wife, every Christmas, it's like, oh, you have a, like, here's a sweatshirt or whatever. Yeah, like, cool. Um, 
but so I during the summer uh, during the yeah during the summer of 2020 when um, when Neowise came around, I I sort of re-entered uh, the arena. So the story goes for me uh, when I was about nine or ten, my uh, my aunt and uncle took me to the Museum of Science in Boston to see the planetarium, and um, I mean uh, this is. A little while ago now, I won't tell you exactly. I mean, it was a little while ago uh, before they upgraded it to the cool new projectors they have in there. But yeah, it blew my mind, man. I had never seen anything like it. Um, and I was just like, space. Like, it occurred to me, like, even at that young age, like, dude, we're so it's it's like you're you live next to the ocean, but yeah. you never look at it, right? Right, <laughs> like, it would be right. it's that weird to me now. Mm. So, you know, you look up and you're like, my god, like, it gives you a sort of perspective of where we are in the universe so i i go home and i'm like mom dad I'm like this is it and they give me uh an astronomy magazine subscription mm. and you know my parents are they've always been like i wanted to learn to play guitar they cultivated that i wanted yeah. to get into astronomy they cultivated that like whatever it was they, they had my back uh in that regard and so i was like i really want to get a telescope they were like sure we went and i bought this mead refractor you know it was nothing special but i loved that thing yeah and um you know, i learned how to use it i learned how to point it at the moon mostly and you know that was about it stars and stuff like when you're that young it's a telescope is it just it's there's it's nothing too, about it that seems logical right absolutely yeah i, I a similar thing I, I also had parents that that helped with you know hey you're into this let's let's do that Ooh. um telescope was one That's of those things for great. me too um and it was oh i'm trying it was a celestron and it had Ooh. it had like a an automatic mode where you, you could like star align um oh, and then dude. it would know you put in the date and it would know which is yeah. crazy that it had all of that in there but um it was you know big number pad you know it was basically yeah. like t9 you know when you're putting uh -huh. stuff in um but yeah uh it was way too much and because like and I don't know if this is the case for you too, but like the, the kids today that have stuff, or if you're like a young adult right now, especially this mm -hmm. people of science segment, a lot of folks who are trying to decide what they're going to school for or want to get back into it. Mm -hmm. Like um, there's so many more resources today than oh were God. available back then. I didn't know anybody else that was into mm -hmm. or that knew about planes or, you know, air, I ended up going to school for aerospace engineering um, and never mind a telescope. Like my I mean, my grandparents came here from Greece. Like they 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 had restaurants. It was not their thing. Um, super yeah. supportive, but it just wasn't their thing. So I was on my own sure. for a lot of that stuff. Um, so I, Same I can, thing. I can it's relate. Like, yeah. Now you have YouTube. Like you can. I mean, I, that's how I learned how to put my dishwasher in. Like you could do anything. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And so and so like, and that's how I learned how to use the scope yeah. now. Because then I didn't even I didn't have go to or anything. It had the knobs for you know. Um, you know, what I now understand to be right ascension and declination. Right. Um, but at the time it was just like, you know, you it got to the point where it was like, forget that. Like, let's just point it. It was it was it was enough that yeah. I could figure out how to focus the thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I, I kind of fell away from it. You know, I got high school, mm -hmm. I was into football and stuff and all that jazz that you get into. Um, but I wanted to go to I wanted to study aerospace engineering mm. and and or astrophysics and then i saw the math and i was like i'm gonna leave that i'll leave that to you you know like I, um and so i i sort of i went down a more of a music path for yeah. most of like the time i was in college in fact i've been in a band for 20 something years now get we play at the lansdowne pub oh we played at the lansdowne pub this past weekend oh, get we out of here dude okay i gotta yeah. come see you guys That's oh awesome. yeah it's all right we're called fever dream and it's fever stupid dream. fun Awesome. Uh, but like that was what I did. We yeah. thought we were gonna be, you know, a rock band or like a. <laughs> well, I mean, we're still playing after all this time. So that's, but that's, that's something. Dude, I'm looking to get back into that. I I also was a music kid. Um, from away play? from the science, grew up thinking I was gonna be the science. Math hit me too. Yeah, this is crazy. Um, math hit me too, and like I even had a guidance counselor tell me that my math wasn't good enough and I should just go lower in my science. Which is huge mistake. Although that's the chip on my shoulder that brought me here yep. talking to you okay so. <laughs> you gotta use what you got yeah, i mean i exactly. told myself a lot of stories i have two daughters mm. um and i i tell them a lot like you tell yourself stories about what you can't do yeah 
And that's a huge mistake because now I know I can do math just fine. You yeah. know, like it's it's not a problem at all. Yeah. It, once you understand, like once you have frameworks to put it in, mm. and in a, and in the case of like this hobby, um, you know, I'm just before we were talking, I was sitting here reading about parallax and like parsecs and how to like mm. measure the distance of, of faraway stars. And yeah, I mean, that stuff fascinates me because on the surface, it's, it's, it's a crazy complicated thing, but actually it's just no different than like shutting your eyes and you see the, right. the, the tree move left and right. Well, we do the same thing. Just if you're on this side of the, the sun, six months later, you're on this side of the sun and you, it, you, you know, you take a look at that star and you see it shift with relation to the background stars. And from there, it's just, it's just a little bit of what geometry and you're, and you're on your way to understanding like how far yeah. away something is. And the fact that anybody can, the people that figured that out, they're the ones that blow my, like that blows my yeah. mind. Yeah. You know? And then, and it works though. And so we've had a really good, we're at a really cool time. Like to your point earlier, we we're talking about how difficult it is to learn how to use something like a telescope. What telescope do I buy? I want to look at the stars. What can I see? Mm -hmm. And people think because of people like me, that you can go, you look in the thing and you're going to see this like colorful, yeah. incredible <laughs> thing. And you're not like, you're not no. going to see that. It's very gray. Your our eyes are just, they're so terrible, man. And I think that's what, they work perfectly fine down here in the daytime. Right. But, um, you know, you get out there at night and they really sell us short. And I, and so during 2020, all, I always sort of stayed in on astronomy. It was always like, Mm. At lunchtime, I'd read space.com and see, just keep yep. up with whatever. I was really into SpaceX, like big into SpaceX. Mm. Um, although now I'm not so pleased with them because of the damn Starlink satellites. Mm. <laughs> it's cool when they go over. It's That's something cool. we'll, we'll talk about for sure. Yeah. But I, but like, you know, so I got to this when COVID hit again, I'd been playing in a band. We were playing out right. a couple nights a week sometimes. Yeah. And, uh, we had to stop. And so I was like trying to keep my staying up late muscles flexed. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I was, I was like, cause I didn't know how long it was going to last, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah. so I got into, I said, you know what? I'm going to buy a, I, I wanted to see Neowise. I was mm. like, I'm going to buy some nice binoculars. I did. I found it, which was hard by the way, for some, I hadn't touched like locating and star hopping in quite a long time. So yeah. Uh, but I found it and I was like, oh, it's it's just this like fuzzy nothing. Yeah. You know, and I'm just, you see all these pictures, like, geez. Yeah, they look crazy. So I was like, yeah. I need a bigger scope. Uh... <laughs> so I went and bought that Celestron, the eight inch uh, FCT that's in there. Mm. And that one is um, the 60th anniversary edition. So it's all carbon fiber. It's oh, the cool. it's the Edge HD, but in carbon fibers. I don't know. I mean, it's like I had to have that one because it was, <laughs> you know, the limited edition. But, um, I don't even, I only use that for like the moon and really deep galaxies at this point, mm. but that, then I'm looking through that and I'm like, okay, cool, cooler. Yeah. And then I stumbled across Trevor Jones, uh, on Astro Backyard, which is yeah. a great YouTube channel. Um, I have, you know, at the time I was like, God, this guy is just prolific and he is, mm. uh, and I met him and he's just a really awesome. nice guy. Him and his wife, uh, Ashley are just. They're really, really nice, man. And like, yeah. it, he, like I, I told him, I, I, and I, I said to his face, I was like, I think I need to send you my credit card bill because this is like kind of your fault. Like that I've <laughs> <laughs> filmed this whole thing with, I'm like, yeah. oh, you got that? You got the Red Cat 51? Oh, now there's the Red Cat 71? Well, you can't not have that. <laughs> uh-huh. I've been warned that it's a dangerous hobby to get into. It's a, it's yeah. a, it's like a <laughs> hole in the sky you throw yeah. your money into. Yeah. So that's the story of how I like, you know, got into this. That's awesome. And and, and and so that was what three years ago now, not a little yeah. over. Um, and it's you know at first it was really hard, mm -hmm. like just understanding the different like. For me, it was like everybody's talking about, you know, pixel size and back focus and mm. and all of these technical things and the different kind of cameras that are available to you. And I thought I would I, like honestly, I thought I'd never get it, but but I just refused to stop learning it. Yeah. And now I I I've really come to realize that almost everybody 
that you come across out, out there in the like YouTube world and everything mm-hmm. is overcomplicating the matter significantly. I don't know if they're doing it because they're really trying to be like glued to the science or if they just like, you know, if they just like talking about things in a more extreme way. But I can tell you right now that uh, I am not nearly as smart as some of the people out there that are, you know, at least not in that way, you know, from an engine, I don't have an engineering background or anything like that. Um, I'm just passionate about it and like gathering the images and getting better at it. Yeah. So trust me, like, it's not that, it's not that complicated. Like people are out there polar aligning with, you know, polar cams and all this like fancy stuff. I still, I kneel down, I look through the back and the reticle, I get it as close as I'm willing to get it. And then I move on with my life Yeah. and I can get, I, last night I was taking 750 second sub exposures cool. all night long, razor sharp stars. And it's just like, dude, it's not that hard, you know, <laughs> Well, just don't, don't, you know, as long as you're not at 3000 millimeters, it, it's really forgiving. Right. It's so funny that you bring that up. We're, we're cut from a very similar cloth. So like, even though I have an aerospace engineering degree, like, it took me seven years to get, and I was working a full-time job at yeah. the end of it. You know, like I am wow. not the smartest engineer in the room, and I don't ever really want to be. But to your point, I'm passionate about the thing that I am, am trying to learn. I want to learn Ooh. why more often than like all of the little specifics. And I, I being an engineer and working with engineers, like that is definitely a type uh of of just personality i think where it's like it's all about the little details and it's all about how you can um really like perfect something and i'm i am in no that's not how i do things like the reason i got this telescope is because i wanted to get back into it um uh, avi Loeb, i interviewed him on the podcast oh, cool. Mua, and you know the wow. just the concept of like uh we didn't have enough eyes on that thing when it came by and it was an interstellar traveler came from a totally different star and freaky object, man. Freak. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't catch it till it was like, yeah, on its way out and, and going way too fast. And we didn't have the resources to allocate to it. So I was like, well, damn, like I, and I I had been wanting to get into more citizen science more and more, but Mm -hmm. I have five 3d printers in my basement uh, that are functioning and I have like another three that I'm tinkering with and That's all incredible. I ever heard from telescope people is like you're gonna like tinker with these forever and I'm like I don't I don't have the time for that but I want to get into this and and for the podcast too right like it was mm. I, I I wanted to get into that that cool heady thing that you get into when you're looking at the stars and that picture that's coming back at you because yeah. um, that's awesome um, but also it was like I needed content for the podcast. And instead of sure. drawing a starscape, why don't I just take a, a scar, a starscape? And that's, yeah. you know, every week there's a new, there's a new picture that we're, we're taking. And I put this one out. I plan out the night. Um, I, sometimes I just leave it all, all night. And it's just, Oh yeah. I, I have a small window of sky and it's just, all right, Me what's too. coming up at two? What's coming up at four, <laughs> you know? And I'm learning all of that. I'm stuff. supposed to be sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like waking I'm up like, every night like yeah. it's Christmas. Like, oh, what did we mm-hmm. find? And I'm, you know, I'm I'm going to my phone to check it out. So like, my experience <laughs> was built around what? How did I want this whole podcast is around? How do I want the life that I want to live, uh, and and do the things that I love in a way that you know, uh, can be, you know, I don't know, just authentic and out there, mm-hmm. and maybe it, it picks up someone else who's interested in this. Um, or just barely interested, you know, like you just need a little nudge to get into it. Um, so anyways, that's, that's, my that's why I think this, this is so like, you know, what you're doing is, is so much fun because, you know, it's like, I've been, I've been, obviously I went and watched a bunch of your, uh, um, prior episodes and then, you. Um, you know, it's like, but no, but it's it, like, this is, um, it like, I, th- I think that putting yourself out there and like being, we live in a very cool time. When I was younger, if you were into this stuff, like depending on where you were and who you were yep. friends with, it was either like cool or you're a nerd. And I've always been like, yeah, so what? Like I'll balance that out. Like, mm. I, yeah, I, I'm going to be super space nerd guy. 
And then I'm going to go rock out, you know, over here. And I find that a lot of us that are into this stuff mm -hmm. are also musicians. And I don't know if, yeah. I don't know if we, like we need to plot some kind of graph that shows like <laughs> the, the hobby interests and where they align. Uh, mm -hmm. But in the nexus of music and like astronomy, I have met a lot of cool people that yeah. are into the same kind of stuff. So, the, and, and like the, you, people like you who are out here kind of talking about it, make it more accessible. And by the way, like, some of the people that you've been interviewing are like, this is, I've reached out because I was like, I think it'd be fun to talk to you and, yeah. and stuff. But the, just being a, like talking, he was kind of getting to be rare air. Man. Like, like, like you've talked <laughs> to some really like famous people in our, in, in the circle. In our world. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. So I'm like, I was telling my wife, I'm like, he talked to a guy that talked to Lex. So he talks about such Lex. Lex plays the guitar. Maybe I can get Lex to come play on things. It'd be crazy. Like, Lex, come down to the Lansdowne, man. Lex, I'm I'd like, love we'll to do... meet you, man. Yeah, but let's, oh, you know, let's go to Lansdowne. Let's, let's, let's have a drink. Boston? Yeah, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. I think he's in Austin stage. a lot now, but play some that's... Floyd and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Austin, Austin, Massachusetts, isn't it? Yeah, man. We'll, we'll have some vodka. It'll be great. It'll be great. <laughs> what is that? So, dude, that scope behind you is really yeah. cool. And I've seen a lot of those around, mm -hmm. um, but I've never, I've like, I've seen them online and stuff, but I've never actually seen one. Yeah. It's bigger than I thought. You know, it is literally just from here up. I mean, obviously like the, I still haven't found a good, um, a good mount. So, so this is the, the Vespera. So, mm -hmm. um, smart telescope, it just, it just that's, goes that's from cool. here, right? I mm -hmm. um may have 3D printed my own custom lens uh thing here. Um Dude, so that's see? that's what's here. <laughs> that's what I need your help with. So this is yeah. I haven't used it yet. I mean, I, I'm sure it's gonna work, but my friend that I met online made it for me. But it's it's a plastic 3D printed piece that's gonna fit on my ASI 2600 mm. MC Pro camera, and it is supposed so it's the sony e-mount oh yeah bracket and because i want it like i have not i mean i've seen astro modded cameras and they're incredible but mm. nothing touches the damn you know like an astro camera so i, I want to like hook my sony lenses to this thing and like yeah you know what i mean it takes long Absolutely. tracked exposures at really wide wide field yeah so I, I don't know i think it would be fun to try that if this doesn't work mm-hmm I'm sure we could figure it out, you know, like we'll, well figure you could. something I out, can, man. I can yeah. be like, this is what I want. You can figure it out. This <laughs> is literally, I don't, you know, I'm very niche, but this is literally my niche. A custom made <laughs> mount, not high volume, although, you know, obviously if we, we sell it, we'll make a little cash, yeah, sure. you know what I mean? Listen, but, um, yeah, we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll prototype it out. We'll see how it works. Yeah. I, this is this is why I'm here talking on the internet is for different shit like this. So this is great. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, but it's fun. Like the, nobody else is, there's a lot of people that try to do this, but most yeah. people don't get anywhere near where you're at. Like, thanks. I got a buddy that's tried like seven different podcasts. He's always doing wrestling podcasts. Like, dude, you're 50, yeah. 45 years old. But, you know, the, 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 <laughs> those... Sorry, I got a friend who I, I need to get him to do a wrestling podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> dude, well, I know a guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's man. So funny. No, I thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, I'm in a, I've been at this for, uh, probably a decade i you know had a wow. podcast with a friend um when i first got into this we were just both 23 and you know what are we gonna do you know uh you know we don't like where we're working we played music together so it was like let's mm -hmm. figure out the next thing to do um and i just had a you know for me it was like i couldn't get a job in aerospace so this kind of like started as like my digital resume just to kind of like stay relevant while I tried to find a job and just kept honing my skills. And this has been like a, um, it, it's like sharpening a sword for, for my science and like working as an engineer during the day, even though, you know, it's a lot and it takes like Spartan yeah. level discipline to, to make use of the time that you have and, and not, you know, drive yourself into the ground sick. Um, which I've gotten much better at <laughs> in my lady. That's years. good. Yeah, um, you really, I was gonna say I'm gonna we're gonna I'll give you my copy of the Daily Stoic. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, no kidding. I got way um, into that stuff too. I'm like, this is like, yeah, just calm down, you know. Yeah, I know, I know. So it's, I do the same thing, you know. I'm like, I get, 
you, we're trying to balance so many things nowadays. You know, mm-hmm. like, like I've got kids, and it sounds like you're still crazy young comparatively. But um, yeah, you know, we're, we're you know, like I've got kids, and you know, we're trying to do our full time jobs. And COVID, like the whole 2020 scene, was like a yeah. blessing, like in a way, like it, it everything slowed way down. Yeah, and a lot of us went out and found these hobbies that I mean. You know, thanks to Trevor and 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 you know Chuck and guys like that that are out there, they you couldn't get your hands on a telescope by the end of 2021. <laughs> Forget it. They they, yeah. they were backed up for miles because so many people got into the hobby. And yeah. the same thing happened with birding and fishing and golf and like you name it. Yep. Stuff that you could do, and we all sort of found a way to kind of slow down. Yeah. And you know what else sold out is like light rings and podcast stuff yeah, and dude. video and like everyone everybody had a was trying to do it yeah <laughs> and now you know like when i started i had like oh uh, you know I, I i took a music instagram that i had started called yeah. bro mg because i was i thought that'd be a funny name and i like sometimes i make electronic music in my basement after i've had oh a God. few blue comments awesome and so i was like <laughs> posting those and i was like well i've got like 50 60 followers so i'm gonna just i'll just use that so yeah. I changed the name to Bostronomy and I started posting astronomy stuff and it was slow going at first. You know, it took like for the first year, I think I had, I crawled to a thousand followers. Oh, mm-hmm. and then TikTok actually went off first. I had an, a, a yeah. post about Andromeda that went to like 6,000 followers like that. Awesome. And then. And then this was, you know, Instagram was slower going. Mm. And so now I have 160,000 followers on Instagram and TikTok's at 12. So it's, it's, I've definitely put more energy into Instagram. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, what I realized, like what I did was I adopted, it's not that I'm, I'm not like better at this than anybody else. Believe yeah. me. There are people out there that are tremendous. I mean, I love your style. So that's, that's Thanks. part of why I like, followed you in the first place. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. But like the, but like there's some people out there that are like just technically more brilliant. Yeah. Sure. But I, uh, but I embraced like reels and mm. kind of having a little bit of the sense of humor about it. And yes. I tried to, I guess what I'm trying to do is not be so, like, I, I think people have a, a tendency to be kind of pretentious about scientific matters. And that's yes. why I like the way you talk about stuff because it's not like that. And it doesn't, it's not like that. You know, I mean, it, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that was my whole and so thesis. That, that sort yeah. of slowed it down. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was told by those people that I wasn't smart enough. So, like, that's <laughs> well, the honest, honest truth of, you know, like, if you ask me what drives me to do this, it's, be- it's because of those people. So, thank you. Yeah. Because thanks a lot, guys. That's why I'm, that's why I'm, <laughs> I, you know, I'm able to talk to people. Um, but they're not and- the ones that change the world. They're not the ones that come up with the crazy idea. Like, I, yeah. I find even in my work life, the people that have that if you go to somebody that's an expert, you're gonna get a very sort of well practiced approach, mm. you know, like tried and true. But tried and true doesn't like things change, you know. Yeah. And I and, and so I often look to the person that's gonna that doesn't know a lot. Like they just they have a high like EQ maybe and a high yeah. ability to kind of think on their feet, mm-hmm. but they don't have all the background knowledge. They're the yeah. ones that that stand back and are like. Why is that thing there? That's stupid. <laughs> you know, that's just, you know what I mean? And that's, I think yeah. you need that perspective. But that, so when an expert tells you that you're not good enough, that just means that they're either right or they've been around it way too long and they don't understand like mm-hmm. that, that things are going to change. And so that's yeah. why I think that, you know, it's funny. We go Cherry Springs. I'm sure you've heard of Cherry Springs, the, the big star party every year out in Pennsylvania. No, I didn't know I, about that. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. Tell me about Come it. Come with me next year. Pennsylvania, yeah, so, that's that's one of the places that I, I I'll travel to. So, yeah, totally. So the like, and I think it's in the Allegheny Mountains. I mean, I've oh literally been there, but I'm pretty sure it's the Allegheny. So, there's two major star parties there. Though you could go anytime, mm. and the whole place is an international dark sky protected site. Oh. And you, so there's there's two big star parties. There's the Black Forest, which is in the late summer, like early fall, and then there's the uh, Cherry Springs, which is in like June. So this year I went to Cherry Springs and, um, that's where I met Trevor and 
Thorne Ransom from Ransom Observatory, and like a, a bunch of really cool people. Molly in Space was there, and cool. and uh, just you know, uh, there was just a ton of people that were really cool mm. um, that I got to meet and know there. And those are the people that like you, you're like, you see them on Instagram, you see them on YouTube, you're like, wow, um, I met this uh, uh, like a few a few people, Ryan Astro, and uh, a bunch of other people out there that were really cool, and now we're we're still in this like group chat together and And he's like high school he's like a high school kid and he's he's great at it um so um anyway so anyways we go we go out there and um you know it's this giant field and on the top like on the top of a mountain and and there's nothing around you like and it's dark i think it's a portal too um and so it's quite dark for the east coast it's as dark it's as dark as it gets yeah unless you're willing to go to like baxter state park which i think is like a bortle zero but yeah. the, that, the altitude that yeah that's in maine oh okay. but the altitude of the mountain and the and all that it just it just screams man the and and, yeah. and this was during the sort of like the wildfires were even a factor so it was you know oh, the guy yeah. the people that were there were that like oh man yeah, it, dude, yeah. It, it ruined like most of the summer, uh, from an astronomy perspective. Yeah. <laughs> but and you know the poor people that were like impacted by it. But uh, and I'm over here going, what the heck with you smoke? <laughs> know, Get it out I of know. here. It did. There were some days though. <laughs> it, man, it looked like Mars. It was it was crazy. Oh, when I came out one day, you know we're in Massachusetts, and I could yeah. smell the burning wood from yeah. the other side of the country in Canada, like way out. I thought I was having a stroke. It was like, oh my god! Do they say yeah. smoke? My yeah, anxiety smell what the like yeah. burnt burnt toast, and I'm yeah. just going, oh Jesus! Oh my god! Yeah, this is nice. it. <laughs> so yeah, man. But Terry Springs is sick, and and the, so but it's funny. We were talking about like the out with the old, in with the new. Yeah. And um, and a few years ago, Trevor started posting about going to Terry Springs. They live in like just outside. They live in uh, just outside Toronto. Oh, so cool. they, it's not far. They're actually way closer to Cherry Springs than I am. It was like seven hours for me to get there. Mm. And uh, so and they were talking about, he started posting about going there. And the next year there was more people. And the next year there was more people. And now it's like 70% astrophotographers, thir- like wow. 30% visual astronomers. And it, so the, the people that were going there from a visual astronomy perspective, it, it was almost like at first, I think it was like that, Remember, like in the late in the early '90s, there was this snowboarders and skiers thing going on. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if they do either, but snowboarding was making a big push. Yeah, uh, and they're like fighting over the mountains. But in this <laughs> case, it was different because you know the people that had were forever visual astronomers were like, "Yeah, there's tons of astrophotographers here," but that's cool because first of all, I can stroll over and check out. You know, we're doing something neat over here. Yeah, um, and a lot of us. As you know, a lot of it's like set it and forget it. Like once you have it rolling, you're not staring at every moment. I mean, I go to bed a lot. Yeah. So I started to bring visual stuff with me, you know, cool. and now I can like, I'm out there looking at stuff with them and and whatever, but it was just a great experience. And I could not reckon next year. I can't go to Cherry Springs because it's, okay. um, I'd rather be here because it's my wife's 40th birthday and she's oh, awesome. Important. So <laughs> dude. She's a damn genius, and uh, I married like way above my weight. Nice, good but work. They, good yeah. <laughs> so, but <laughs> but then, uh, but I'm gonna go to Black Forest, which will be okay. in like I think September. Okay. So I'll pull a crew together. I actually met this dude Andrew out there. Cool. Who is from Wareham, uh, Middleborough? Mm. So like I had to go all the way to Pennsylvania to meet this guy, but we now he joined. I'm a, I'm the secretary of the the South Shore Astronomical Society. Wow, little that's plug awesome. yeah. for those guys. Um, if you're into astronomy and you're in the area, even if you don't own a scope and you don't know shit about astronomy, come on out. Like we talk we talk a lot of shop. There's a lot of telescopes around. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. I'm <laughs> I've been looking, looking for, for people members. to to hang out with and meet and. Dude, you know, come on out. No, this is this is awesome. Yeah. We meet in Norwell once a month. Okay. Not too far from you. Okay. Cool. Needham, Norwell, Norwell, million years apart. <laughs> <laughs> the the experience of like watching uh the stars is um is really cool. And and this the set it and forget it thing, 
I think mm. again, like the the folks we were talking about who are super technical, which is totally fine. It just used to be the what was like considered the only way and like uh, yeah. almost almost like an orthodoxy like well this is science or this is how you do engineering um you know we've talked at length on this podcast about that kind of variable and what's happening now with old space and new Ooh. space um you know uh when funding is tight and the government's not going to fund you as well although we're in a fantastic time right now for space exploration Mm. not that case 10 years ago when i was first mm -hmm. talking about this and everyone was like why are you talking about this space doesn't you know do, what is he what does nasa even do that's what like people would ask me uh at when i first started this podcast like does nasa exist um so it's crazy. crazy it's crazy how far it's come do you watch um, for all mankind you know i have not Apple? watched it but mostly because i need to watch it with my girlfriend and it's on that uh, list of things uh, yeah, yes so you don't yeah you can't you can't, can't subvert that's dangerous you don't want to go around that i know <laughs> because then she's gonna watch something that i want to watch so it's yeah it's very yeah. you know it's diplomatic. it's diplomatic dude and it's but it's it's like i, I think what's cool about it without mm. spoiling the whole thing is it's it imagines well what if we hadn't gotten to the moon first what happens yeah. then and the ferocity of like the like what happens as a result of that, and like the way we react, instead of following on our resting on our laurels, we go like a hundred million percent, and it's just it's kind of a shame. Like like you know, no guarantee it would have worked out like that, of course. Yeah, but for people like me, like I I, I see people, um, I gotta stay out of the comment sections because I'll see you know NASA will post something about Artemis, yeah. you know we're going to the moon. And um, I'm like, this is awesome. And people are like, why? You know, I just want this and that and, you know, free health care or whatever. And I'm like, dude, I, I get it. Yeah. I'm with you. I want student loan forgiveness. But mm -hmm. that doesn't, we, like, we, it's not this or that. You know, like, mm -hmm. we can still do that. Yeah. And we're, we've always, throughout the history of our species, we've pushed boundaries and gone to see, like, what's over that hill. And I don't know, like, we can't just sit here. And the one thing that I really agree with Elon on, which is not, not everything. It's a but... smaller list. <laughs> <laughs> the list is diminishing. I was like, they say like, don't meet your heroes. I've never met the dude, but it's, yeah, he's still closing the gap for me. But, um, but he's right about the whole multi-planetary thing. Like we can't just stay here. Yeah. Obviously. And we're about yeah. to, <laughs> like every day what is the doomsday clock is that like 1259 or 1159 rather it's crazy it's crazy and like um you know we've talked about this thing on the podcast called the space conundrum where you know the last time there was a big boom in space was the space race and it was also mm -hmm. not only was there doom talk all the time and war and all that stuff there was also um there were presidents being assassinated there were Dude. you know there there were civil rights problems. There were, there were so many things going on at that time when there was space progress. And it's so interesting. So the, the connection of that happening now, and I, you know, I was talking about this before a lot of other things happened, you know, the, the mm. introduction of Starlink into, uh, warfare is, mm. um, an intelligence I think is going to yeah. be one of those moments where, you know, for a while it was always, you know, the last space race was funded by war. You know, when Nixon took over, it it its funding dropped to more something like um, a parks and rec budget. Um, yeah. You know, it, it changed completely. The NASA budget is still like this tiny little fraction of. Yeah. Yeah. And like the return that we get on it is huge. Super. Um, more, it's everywhere. I, I, I haven't done enough research to say this with, with full confidence, but. It's one of those government agencies that actually is giving people back more than what's being put into it. So, I'm going to go with that being true. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't say much with full confidence, just for the record. But <laughs> <laughs> there's like, a, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm one of those people that's like, I know enough to know I know, I know enough to know I'm outgunned, you know. Uh, but I think that it's very fascinating, though, that you sort of mentioned that. You know, it's like these times of great advancement come painfully sometimes, mm. you know, or more often than not. 
Yeah. And it's a good thing that social media didn't exist back in the 60s because that, like, the instability that was going on was far more yeah. significant than what we're experiencing now. Oh, I mean, yeah. you're, if that amplification like, had been there. Holy shit. Yeah. And exactly. Like, yeah. the, the number of assassinations on people that were literally trying to make the world better. Yeah. And they take away both of the Kennedys, they take away Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. so they're they're out there they're out there killing our leaders like the future, yep. and look what happened when they were gone when those voices were kind of silent, mm-hmm. and it didn't go like the eighties were like a return to the most doldrum you know, <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong like I'm I love Atari and I love eighties music and stuff but yep, yep. the eighties are kind of gross you know, <laughs> um, and <laughs> those and the, the funny thing about it is like those were the hippies like they yeah. became that. You know, like the dad from Ferris yeah. Bueller. The time time is, uh, is fascinating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like that it, it can is. be cyclical, and that also like people who fight for one thing a decade before can become the exact thing that they were fighting for the oh next. God. And and that's yeah, it's so story true. as old as time. You know, it's it's crazy. Um, and I tell the Gen Z kids, or insta- I'm like, you know, just wait because you sound like they sounded in the '60s. Mm. What does that mean? In twenty, in twenty, in the twenty thirties, in twenty thirty five, you're gonna be like <laughs> wearing a linen suit and going to a club in Miami. Like, what's going <laughs> on? Like you, like the total opposite of everything you stood up for. Yep. I don't know. We'll yep. see. I hope not. I hope not because I actually really yeah. like the way that they treat each other. There's like a mm. we, we do um, a lot of outreach events with the astronomy club and stuff. And I don't get to do as much of them as I, I would like to, but it's mm. hard to balance it with the family and stuff, but I, I do what I can. Yeah. And, um, and there's like a lot of the younger people that come out. In fact, we, we've recently brought, or we've got a couple of like um, high school age kids that have come in and they're both like brilliant. Mm. We lent one of them, one of the club's telescopes. It's a C8 kind of like that one in there. Yeah. And it, with a, a like a battery powered tracking mount, which is not enough to handle that thing. Mm. And this dude has come back with like pictures of things that he should have no business accessing. Yeah, he's he's using like a T8 cannon, like an old cannon. It's just doing what he, he's do, what what he's getting out of it is like. Yeah. I said to him, I was like, brother, when you have your hands on some real gear, you're mm. going to be one of the best in the world. You know, like, no question. There's and so, I don't know, man. Yeah. I, they, I mean, I'm, good taste I'm a music product. Too. Yeah, I'm a product of somebody giving me a, a chance. So, like, I, I've i been um, looking for ways to, to do that more. <laughs> I mean, for me, it was, uh, you know, in high school, I my math, like I was saying, wasn't. I was I was set at a bar lower than maybe I would have actually liked to have been because I thought it was going to be easy and then I didn't like it. And but my algebra one teacher, I was I was also getting good grades. I was also like the second you know highest grade in the class. And he gave both us the top uh, girl and, and myself. She was she was smarter than I was, um, <clears throat> but she didn't take it. Isn't that she always the case? Didn't want to, she didn't want to take the opportunity, which was um to be able to take two math classes the next year so bust your ass but by your junior year you'll catch up with everybody else and so then that junior year uh that junior year i took double science and then by my senior year i was in all the classes with all the kids who you know started um at that higher level so jeez dude yeah. I, I would not have thrived in that situation. So hats off to you. Like, yeah, but it's, it's that opportunity, maybe, right? And someone saying, somebody that, yeah. Like someone saying, Hey, give this a shot. And like, you don't like, know dude, any better. You don't know no. how difficult it is. So you don't even think about the little things that someone who's super technical and already knows it mm-hmm. might shy away from it because they're like, no, that's not going to happen. Like I, I love that stuff. That's, that's where I thrive. So um, it's like the partially ignorant. <laughs> yeah. You know? well, I mean, ignorance is bliss i i really i really hope that you know that that this generation coming up is is there seems to be people that are really into they call it steam now it was it's stem we talk about stem they call it steam better branding i've talked about this it's 
STEM is great, is it, but I totally understand why the you know, the A has to be in there for the arts. What is but, the A? Oh, the arts? Okay. The arts, I, yeah. I was, I was kind of thinking sense. it was and math. Right. <laughs> but, <And. laughs> but my my uh my daughter is like like for what she's seven and for yeah. whatever reason, like even her teacher's like, no, her math for her, no problem. Mm. Like reading and stuff, she's like coming along, but math, it's just she just gets it. She likes to talk about it. She likes to That's she likes cool. to discuss she likes to measure things and talk about that. She loves space. We say, What do you want to be when you mm -hmm. grow up, Julia? She says she wants to be an astronaut singer. Like, that's actually that could you could do that. <laughs> that could happen with with the age that she is. That could happen as long as you're happy to be just like a regular singer, like a shower <laughs> singer. That's <laughs> right. Dude, yeah, you um, may not be Tay Tay, you know, <laughs> the most impressive human being on the planet right now. But... Oh my god. <laughs> oh man, I'm. A, I, I'm a fan. I'm not going to lie. I don't even hide it anymore. <laughs> That's the other thing that's nice about this day and age. You can be like, I like Taylor Swift. And yeah. then my voice is like, all right, dude, that's cool. Well, the thing that I'm, uh, you know, I, I agree with that. I think Gen Z and and uh, whatever that next gen is going to be. And I, I, I hate the names because I was a millennial. <laughs> what is that? That was just they used a to bash, a bash or... me in my head, you know. Um, Where's Gen generation. Z? That's the last one. Yeah, right. There's no more after that. Right. Exactly. What a name. Um, but I, I love their, like, I'm a millennial. So like, we got to try both worlds. We got to try. Yeah. We got to have the old world. We got to have the new world. We were the ones that built up Facebook. We were the ones yeah, that, man. you know, and we made YouTube. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, it, we, we get it from their perspective. Obviously they're in it. They have so many more tools than we had. Um, but yeah. the, I, and I, and I think it's just an amplification of what we had growing up, but we, they have such a, if they're not careful, there's a huge influence on what they should be doing. That's Ooh. way more than it was in like high school where they're like the cool kid was doing this. So I'm yeah. going to do that too. You know, like that was the same mm. thing, but on the internet and like they can access anything, um, right, which was man. our thing too, but it was, but like, was our problem it as well. seems like <laughs> an idea can spread so easily right now. And it doesn't mm. necessarily mean it's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, and then I, and so like when, when we talk about, I, I think a lot about what Elon's proposing that we mm. do, um, you know, with respect to Neuralink and, yeah. and by the way, like the, the, I think that the applications that that has from a healthcare perspective, you know, for people that are paraplegic or perhaps, mm. you know, otherwise, I even think about people with blindness or, or right. hearing loss or whatever that the like applications he can use to reroute signals. And I don't pretend to understand it, but yeah, um, those things are cool. Then what, you know, and I, and I, I think there's part of me that thinks, would I get the chip? Would I get the thing planted in? And I think, mm -hmm. hell yeah. Cause I like technology. Like I think I would do, yeah. um, but, <clears throat> but, if if a bad idea can spread easily right now, imagine how easy it could spread if it was just like instantaneous. But oh, and yeah. the other, and maybe but maybe like on the other hand, and I I'm somebody that believes like I have faith in humanity. Ultimately, mm. we're either going to go down together or we're going to go yeah, all the far. way. Yeah. Um. And and I don't think you can go all the way without taking some risks. And I'm not afraid of AI the way that some people are. I think that yeah, I think somebody's got to teach it. And yeah. I think it's going to be profoundly impactful. I'm mm -hmm. a big Star Trek fan. So yes. when I oh, think yes. of AI, I think of the what was running that ship. The computer, yeah. And that thing Absolutely. was, you know, a benign, kind-hearted thing. Yeah. No, I, and, and it and... freed them up to, like, go enjoy their... Exactly. Whatever. Yeah, and, and I don't think we'll ever get there. And I, even Star no. Trek kind of basically was like, yeah, this doesn't last forever. It, it, <laughs> yeah, <into it's> chaos. <laughs> true. it sure does man now they're um, falling back on themselves with alternate timelines of yep. horror and all this stuff yep but you know <laughs> it's you know for me you know we we don't on this podcast we don't like anything being magic so you know no. uh as ai was one of those topics that came up where it was like okay we need to talk to people we need to try it um you know mm. i i tried um chat gpt for mm -hmm. a project um that's gonna help me 
um, I was basically having having it create some of the code, some of the background for this Raspberry Ooh. Pi project that I have going on, and it was doing it, uh, and it was weird. Like I found myself like being polite and like asking, and then I realized I had to Thanks. be a little bit more like direct. But I was yeah. like, I still, you know, maybe I'm maybe I'm humanizing this, but you know, I've seen enough sci-fi. Maybe I should be nice. <laughs> like I, I see some I people agree. who do it, and they're just like, "Make me this," and I'm like, "That's just." Uh, can, like I don't think idea. I could talk to it like that. Isn't that weird though that you like yeah. immediately think? Because I I've had I've used it to name some. Like we were trying to come up with a name for a project or whatever. Mm. I I fed it. I was like, "This is what I want." That spits out some or or we were trying to come up with a name for an acoustic act we wanted to do this side project oh no so i was like you know i give it some parameters it spits back a bunch of options i go no let like a little more funny but not ridiculous yeah and it spits back a few more options but it, it's you have to like coax it to what you want yeah. Yeah. um but every time i'd be like thanks that was that was good but you know like yeah uh, you really try that was really good. You tried yeah, hard, but good try. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, if this thing ever comes on, it's gonna be like, Matt was nice to me, exactly. Exactly, he it's lives. Like the bully. It's like the kids that got bullied, you know. You're like, Hey, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna be nice to this guy, you know. It's um, a large language model, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, at some point, we're yeah. there, we are going to have to figure out how to treat a synthetic life form, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of people working on humanoids right now and sure um, which is crazy and from everything what do you I've think about them, that uh i'm new to it um the first real one for me was the um was the tesla one that reveal uh for them I, I'm, I'm blanking on the name of i don't know but it was I, I can picture it in my head yeah it, it was it was a moment it was uh, similar to that ai thing it was similar to yeah Ah, what's another event where I was like, oh, this is going to be big. Oh, the first time that they landed a rocket with those stiff grasshopper legs. Yeah. That that was – I was, it was like, some what? Marvin Martian shit. Like yeah. The fact that, like it looked just like the – fa the fact that those like ri those ridiculous cartoons like got it right. Like, yeah, that is how we're going to yeah. land on Mars. Yeah. No, it's crazy. Just, we're going we're gonna to back up and just land. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, what's wild is it's not even a new idea and no. you know uh my unique experience as an aerospace engineer at the time that i was there um starting in 2008 um through 2015 um like that was a really unique time because the industry had retired the space shuttle which is what i went to school for to work on yeah um oh, really like that was the thing. I mean, I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but like that was the thing where I was like, oh, I could work on the space shuttle. And, you know, at the time, the promise was there were going to be all of these space planes that were going to fly planet mm -hmm. to planet and we're going to have runways and stuff. And that didn't happen. Um, but, you know, the, the they were training the industry. And I realize this now more as an adult on why I, I had so much frustration while I was there. They were training a whole industry to do what, they thought was going to happen, which was that, you know, budgets are tight. The the best kids are going to be the, pulled for these projects. And, you know, they're, they're going to have to do, they're going to, it's only NASA that's going to be launching stuff. You know, Ooh. it's not going to, there's no private companies. There's no, <laughs> you know, that's not, you know, it's contracts from NASA for Boeing or for mm -hmm. Northrop Grumman. Um, but I was looking at, starship uh, at uh, spacex doing grasshopper mm -hmm. and it was showing me the exact opposite of everything that i was being taught so i mean instead of getting over that and just learning it anyways and getting through it i was trying to fight up against it um and you know i ended up figuring out that it was just i had a learning problem i didn't know how to actually learn anything high school i figured it out you know, mm. um, but when this stuff got really intense, I it was only the stuff that I was super, like I could do really well in a class like uh, spacecraft design because mm -hmm. it was super interesting to me. Um, sure. I would learn the chemistry for the class of rocket propulsion, but I couldn't pass a chemistry class. Yeah. So like that's when I realized, oh, I've got like I've got to figure out how to pass these classes that, <laughs> that I don't like. You know, it's, it's so funny that you say that. Like I yeah. talk a lot 
uh, like at this point, I talk a lot about a framework for learning. You know, my, yeah. part of my job is to help identify like high potential, high performers and mm. show them how to become leaders of their own. And we talk a lot about like a framework for learning. I don't remember being given that. You know what I mean? It, it was more like information. And this is the way we've taught it. <clears throat> and if you, if I, when I didn't necessarily always align with that, I felt like, well, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not that smart. Yeah. Um, I always thought I kind of was good. Like I was like, mm. uh, just doing enough to stay on the honor roll a lot. Yeah. But never like, I was ever threatening valedictorian. You know what I mean? Like no. I think I finished slightly Me above either. middle. <laughs> and, and but like, and yet, I know the people that. You know, not everybody that, that landed at the top landed at the top in the end, yeah. you know, and I think yes. it's, it, and now I have this framework for learning. I like, I understand how to like absorb information and make sure that I retain it. Yeah. But I didn't have that until I was like in my thirties. dude. Yeah. So yeah, all, you know, a lot of it was already done by then. Mm. And I, that's what I try to talk to my kids about. And I hope that I get the sense too, that their teachers are very much more into that kind of stuff than than mine were. I had some great That's teachers, good. by the way. Yeah. Like really brilliant, wonderful people that taught me how to be, you know, myself. Yeah. But you know, I think right now, like my kids have that and they have somebody that understands like a like the if you apply the scientific method. I love when Neil deGrasse Tyson talks about this, mm. applying the scientific method to like everything. Yeah. To learning to to everything. Mm -hmm. um, and just like how, how powerful that can be. Thanks for joining us for part one. If you made it this far, you are awesome. Thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Check out these other episodes that are available. And make sure to spread love and spread science. Happy holidays, everybody.